Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747, that's extension 2, or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. We've got our friend Tom McReynolds of Black Mountain Outfitters on the line. Tom, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm looking forward to talking with you today about New Mexico. I believe we've got a deadline on March 17th, and here we are mid-February, so we're about a month out. Um, Tom, how are things looking over there in New Mexico uh, right now as far as conditions go? Well, it was pretty dry. We had a we had a late October snowstorm that dumped a lot of moisture, and then it got dry after that. But here in the past three to four weeks, we've actually gotten a lot of moisture, and in the past forty-eight hours, we've gotten like a significant amount of moisture. So I'm pretty optimistic about it. Um, you know, our bulls in our area tend to they browse real heavy in the winter time, so I'm not not too concerned about what the conditions were like going into the winter but um it really it's going to depend on what happens here in the next 60 days as far as moisture goes because if we can get some more of these snowstorms and rainstorms um it'll definitely grow a lot of grass come may and, and we'll have a good growth here again so how was last year's antler growth and did you have a bunch of broken points or or did the antlers stay together we we had good antler growth i mean there was big bulls not i wouldn't call them great it wasn't an off the charts year but it was a good year they got the length and the size but they didn't get the density so we had just i mean probably more bulls than i've ever seen get broke up um it was a he was a huge problem but that can be a benefit for hunters this upcoming season just because a lot of bulls just got the pass because they were so broken up 
Um, and I think that just has to do with how much feed was on the ground. Our feed was there. It was, it was good early. And then towards the middle of summer, it just dried up. And I just think that last part of the home growth cycle is very important for building that density. I was just going to say, how important do you think those July rains are for finishing out those bowls? I think they're very important. I mean, I definitely saw it this past year. I mean, we, we had big bowls. There was, I mean, they could have been better, but they were, they were good, but they just didn't, they didn't have the density. I mean, it was, it was crazy to see the amount of broken mature bowls that we had. Um, but like I said, I mean, that's a, that can be a good thing. It doesn't, it doesn't always concern me that much because I know a lot of mature bowls are getting the pass and, and that raises our age class for the following season. Let's talk a little bit about your hunt operation. Um, you've got public land hunts. You've got private land hunts. Uh, talk a little bit about that and the units there um, that, that you guys work. So we primarily hunt private land in Unit 12, and we control a vast majority of the unit. We have over half a million acres of ranches there, and we, we own one of our ranches. We've got we've got a, we have two different lodges in that unit that we operate hunts out of. Um, we do do some public land hunting there. There is some incredible public land hunting opportunity in that unit. It's very limited tags, but the quality of the animals on public land is is probably better than anywhere else. Um, we do do some public land hunting in Unit 13 also, which is east of Unit 12. Uh, all these units are kind of on the west central in the west central part of the state. Unit 12 is is primarily a private land unit. Um, unit 13 is primarily a public land unit. There are some private ranches in 13, but for the most part, it's all public land. We uh, we do we do you know, draw applications. We have an application service, and that's where we we apply all of our applicants is in 12 and then 13. Uh, you've got various uh, dates. I mean, as far as gun dates and archery dates um unit 13 it's a primitive weapon only unit so you can only hunt with a muzzleloader or a or a bow there's no rifle hunting in unit 13 it makes it more difficult as far as you know it's, it's a more challenging hunt but there's a very very good age class of bull in that unit so it is kind of the unit that we steer people towards if they're you know if they're willing to hunt with a muzzleloader or a bow and you know, they you know they want to hunt big big bulls um, that's a very good unit to hunt. Um, 12, I mean, we, you know, we've hunted 12 for 19 years now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it has its ups and downs depending on the year and the horn growth, but I mean, we've killed two, two archery state records in the unit on our private ranches. So when it's good, it's very, very good. When it's down, I mean, it's a, it's a high desert area. So if it doesn't have the feed, I mean, the horn growth can, definitely uh be way off but um you know we we've done it for so long we we know how to hunt it really well and we you know we we've been working hard on our age class the past few years to try to bring it up and and i i think it's been paying off so it's a it's good to see and um you know if we have have a good spring this year i mean we might have a really good year in 2021 so so you're looking at your forecast. You still think that there's opportunity for this season to be above average? Um, it, the best year we've ever had, what I saw in that year was that we had a lot of moisture in April and May. And when we had that moisture, it just, 
the feed that came up was was really really good and we just had a banner horn growth year so um i am optimistic i mean i i i'm just i guess i'm just an optimistic person but i mean we're we're getting getting good amounts of moisture now so i just from what i've seen in the past if we can have good feed that comes up in the spring and you know everything kind of depends on what's you know what's coming here in the next few months um if it dries out and we you know our feed starts to come up and then it just dies off it's going to be a bad year but if we continue to get some moisture through may i mean it could be a it could be a at least a good year if not a really good year so I think a lot of it just has to do with what's going to happen between now and May. Tom, people listening to the podcast, um, they're wanting to know, you know, what are the opportunities as far as if they just want to pay and go elk hunting, do you have that ability to just have them call up and, and go or do are they subject to the draw? Um, we, we offer both. So we offer landowner tags that are guaranteed. Um, Right now, the demand for landowner tags and guaranteed, guaranteed hunts is higher than we've ever seen it. I mean, we're, there's a lot of our hunts right now that we're, I mean, we're just, we don't have any availability. Our dates are already full. So if, if people are looking to do a guaranteed hunt, we do still have a, certain hunts that are available. We have some Unit 13 muzzleloader hunts available. We have some, some late season rifle bull hunts available in Unit 12 on our private land. We've got some cow elk hunts. Um, we, we do have, you know, we do have a, a few guaranteed tags available for New Mexico. Um, but it's, it's kind of a, you, you really just got to get in the draw. I mean, the draws, you've got really good odds at some really good tags and, um, you know, that's something you definitely want to do. But if you're wanting to go elk hunting for sure, you just need to get a hold of us and lock something in or plan for, for 2022, because that's what a lot of guys are are having to do right now if they they want to hunt prime dates they're going to have to start planning out further because with the shutdown of international hunting and we've just seen a a massive influx of people wanting to stay in the states and hunt you know hunt private land here or or you know do draw hunts or whatever um and we offer two different types of landowner tags and people some people are familiar with the system some people aren't there's ranch only tags which are like you hunt on a private ranch and then there's unit wide tags, which are almost like a draw tag where they can hunt anywhere they want in the unit. They can hunt public land, they can hunt private land. And we offer both types of tags in unit 12, um, unit 13. We only offer unit wide tags. We don't offer ranch only tags, but in 12, we offer ranch only tags and unit wide tags. And, um, 13 is just, just unit wide tags for public land. So, um, there's a lot of opportunity in New Mexico for those types of things. The draw odds are really good. I mean, New Mexico is a state that, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to elk hunt or even deer or antelope for that matter, I mean, you've got to, you got to get in the draw or you got to lock in a landowner tag. I mean, it's, it's really the best thing going right now. Talk about um, the outfitter pool, non-residents applying in the outfitter pool or just applying outside of the outfitter pool. Um, your odds, your odds are significant in most hunts, your odds are significantly better. If you apply with an outfitter, we have a certain number of tags set aside for, for outfitters. There's a certain percentage that that is allocated for us. And when you sign up with us, you, you know, you 
come under contract with us in our application service, we put you in, you know, in the outfitter pool and your odds, you know, some of our rifle hunts that we apply guys in and unit 12, I mean, the odds will be over 20% to draw. So, I mean, you won't find odds like that anywhere in the country and you can kill really big bulls on those hunts. Those are really good hunts. So, um, you know, you have a huge advantage if you, if you come under contract with an outfitter and apply in the outfitter pool, um, you know, that it's, uh, that is actually, you know, there. That is kind of coming under attack right now. There is a bill in New Mexico that's out there that they're trying to do away with the outfitter pool. Um, I don't know if it's going to have a lot of traction or not, but you know, it's it's something that is definitely a a great system for people that want to hunt and you know go with an outfitter. It's 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 been great for for the New Mexico. Uh, I mean, for the economy there, I mean, it's, it's, it, it keeps our outfitting business flourishing and alive there. And it's great for non-resident hunters. So how, if the bill went through and got passed, would it affect you very much? Um, it would affect our draw hunts, not our, not our landowner tag hunts, but it would affect our draw hunts because it would, it would in essence make New Mexico just like every other state as far as. You know, it would be a 90-10 state, so 90% residents, 10% non-residents. Tom, talk a little bit about, um, you had told me there might be some opportunity on one of your private ranches in Unit 12. Um, anybody out there listening, wanting to potentially uh, purchase a portion of the ranch that has phenomenal elk hunting? Yeah, we actually personally own one of our biggest ranches, and it's pound for pound, it's by far one of the best hunting ranches in the state of New Mexico. And we've, we've owned it for a few years and we've been developing it and, and grooming it into that. Um, we are look, currently looking for, you know, looking for partners right now on that property um, to sell some, some of our ownership. So, you know, the way they, the way hunting is going anymore, I mean, you got to have a, a ranch to, to have guaranteed tags on. And we have that there. We have incredible elk, incredible mule deer, bear lion everything i mean every you know and owning a ranch is just the way things are going going in this in this country <laughs> i mean owning your own place and having your own place to hunt is a huge advantage and it's an incredible investment um i think i you i see that you are talking a lot about you know investment in real estate and things lately on your on your uh, instagram page and I, th I think people underestimate how good of an investment it is to be in into a, into a ranch and into a hunting ranch and, and just, you know, being involved in, in land. I mean, I know that you've done a lot of land, you know, in real estate yourself. So I think you understand, but, um, I've, I come from a multi-generational ranch family. So I, I, I've always understood it and I was blessed enough to, you know, have the opportunity to own a ranch and, um, you know, it's, it's an incredible thing and it's, it's a little different type of investment than most people are used to, but, we definitely have some opportunity there if someone's looking to be an owner in a incredible hunting ranch that they can personally hunt or take clients on or whatever they want to do. But, um, yeah, we do have an opportunity there for, for people that are interested. Would they get a hold of you if they are interested? Yeah, they get a hold of me directly. Um, I can um, I can put our office number here at the end of the podcast and they can reach out to our office and They'll pass them along to me. 
Awesome. Tom, I know um, in the last year or two, they kind of changed the antelope regulations where you applied, but then you didn't know exactly where you were hunting. Um, mm -hmm. I know you guys have been shooting some really good antelope on a bunch of your different properties in western and in eastern New Mexico. Talk a little bit about that, how that change helped or hurt, or how, how did that go as far as trying to outfit hunts for antelope? Honestly, it's it's been it's been a really good thing for us. We've been killing really good antelope. Um, we've we've stuck with our same type of management that we did prior to the change. The only difference is is the season dates have hurt us a little bit. It's made it a little more difficult to hunt because it's been very warm in August. They're, they're making us hunt in August now, whereas before we hunted in October. And it's funny we we go out in August and it's definitely harder to hunt the antelope it's it's and we've had but we've had not you know our our august temperatures and and weather conditions have been abnormal they've been hot and dry normally they're not hot and dry normally we're having a lot of monsoon activity it's cool and rainy and we haven't had that for the past two years since they've moved the season back into august and it it's made it a little more difficult but we've still been killing big bucks they're just they're harder to find um they're for some reason it's just with the heat they've just they're a lot more difficult to dig up so i almost feel like a lot of them are are just slipping through the cracks and then you know it's 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 giving us really good age class of antelope so um both sides of the state for us have been producing great bucks i mean we've we've produced great bucks on the west side and the east side and the east side over by Roswell isn't really historically known for producing big antelope, but it is, we've, produ we've killed some bombers over there in the past couple of years. So, um, I'm very, I mean, the, the new system, I mean, we're very happy with it. It enables us to, to run, to give a little more opportunity for archery hunters. Whereas before we had to use a landowner tag for an archery hunter and that was just not feasible, but now with the new system, we can do that. We have mobility impaired seasons. We have youth seasons. We're able to, to manage the antelope how we, you know, how we see fit, and it, it works really good. What kind of upper-end quality? I mean, over 85, over 80? Like, what are you talking? Um, consistently around the 80-inch mark or better. Uh, every year we kill some bucks that are 85 to 90. Um, you know, the, the east side of the state, we typically would, would tell someone to expect 78 to 82 with the potential for better. The west side of the state, we're going to be telling everyone 80 to 82 plus. It, it really depends on the year, once again, with moisture. And antelope, for some reason, and I haven't really pinpointed it yet, but they are kind of on the opposite side of elk. When we see elk horn growth or, or elk antler growth years that are down our antelope are usually bigger and vice versa when our elk horn growth is up our antelope are are, are smaller I, I, and i don't know how to explain it but it it definitely is flip-flop like that when when we have drier years and and off winters and springs it's for some reason the antelope do get bigger and they seem to kind of blow up a little bit and we'll see a two to four inch difference in in what the bucks score on those on those years what about your mule deer opportunities uh mule deer is i mean the west side of the state for us this past year we really hit stride on our mule deer we killed multiple bucks over 200 inches um i mean our mule deer on the west side of the state are really coming on strong 
I mean, we've we've been really strict on our management there, and we've been working on predator control, and we've gotten some some great enhancement tags. And like this year, I mean, we we just killed some incredible deer, and I don't see that changing. I think that I see that getting better and better every year. So we do have some opportunities over on the west side of the state. I mean, the hunting is difficult. I mean, it's not difficult from a physical standpoint. It's just difficult because there's lower densities of deer, but I mean, the quality and the genetics is incredible. I mean, it's, it's as close to, you know, the strip quality of deer that you're going to find, I think anywhere in the country. Um, the problem with, is with your season to, dates, right? I mean, if you yeah, had good season. dates, you would, you would literally mop them up, but the season dates are keeping them alive a little bit. Yes, they are. They are for sure. Um, you know, we see those big, big bucks during the during the archery season when they're in velvet. I mean, it's not not uncommon to see multiple just giant deer because when they're in velvet, they'll stay they'll stay a lot more visible. They'll stay out of the trees, and you know, we we I mean, our archery hunters have huge opportunities to to hunt big deer during elk season, and then that that rifle hunt that they offer is is right kind of at the end of October, beginning of November, and that's kind of a it's kind of a no man's land. There's no rut going on. It's not usually cold. So you got to really dig around to find a big, big deer. We, we did kill a 208 on that hunt this year. I mean, it can be done. I mean, there's big deer there. It's a great opportunity to, to hunt giant deer and do it on a guaranteed tag. It's just, you're going to have to hunt hard. I mean, and you're going to have to, you know, hunt hard and be lucky. It's just, you know, it's just, it's a hunt. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, we go to, we hunt in South Dakota in November and we're hunting deer in the peak of the rut. We, we just don't have that opportunity in New Mexico unless you're hunting on an enhancement tag, which we do have some habitat enhancement tags. And those, I mean, those book out, um, you know, a couple of years in advance just because they're, they're such coveted tags. We do a lot of work on our ranches, you know, for habitat improvement for mule deer and, and the game and fish works with us um to you know to do those projects and they give us these enhancement tags which in turn you know it offsets some of that money we're investing in the properties to you know for our mule deer populations and our quality and, and it's and it's it's showing i mean to have a year like we did this year it definitely felt good to see that all of our work and all the things that we do are paying off let's take a side track here real fast um Tell me about your old Mexico operation. I know you did a little bit of transitioning this year. Uh, you've been doing yeah, a we, lot of bighorn sheep hunts, desert bighorn sheep hunts. Um, how's yeah, it we, going? We par- it's going great. We partnered with a couple of different operators down there that we've actually known for years, and and we things went incredible. I mean, we had honestly one of the best years we've ever had. We've got some great opportunities to hunt on Tiburon Island. Uh, we have great mainland hunts to offer as far as mule deer and sheep. Um, you know, Mexico, everyone who's been watching social media saw it. It was a really good year in Mexico. And, I mean, it was just, you know, I think the the feed and everything hit just right. So there was a lot of good a lot of good growth. I think there's been a combination of years, past, you know, the past couple of years where not a lot of big animals were killed. I mean, I know that last year, not this year, but the year before, I mean, we had so much feed down in our bottoms that it was just, it was hard to find our big mature mule deer bucks because all the deer were pull, pulled off into the, into the bottoms of the washes and they were, 
very hard to hunt and it really impacted what we were able to kill. So I think this year that we just got through here this past January, I think that that was the perfect storm of, of the right feed and the right, you know, moisture conditions. And on top of it, a couple of years of a lot of deer getting either not killed or passed on. And I, I think that hopefully will carry into next year too. I think that, I think that next year, hopefully it'll be another really good year, especially if we keep getting some moisture. Um, it's been a little drier down there than it has here in Arizona, but you know, it just, it depends on what happens here between now and June, see what kind of moisture we get. But yeah, we, um, we have some incredible opportunities right now. If, you, if you're interested in running to Grown Island or, you know, anything on the mainland, I mean, we've got, I mean, hands down some of the best hunting that, that is offered in Mexico we, we have available. That's good stuff right there. Um, let's talk about um, guys wanting to basically put a plan together to hunt antelope, to hunt elk, to hunt mule deer um, with your operation, you know, Black Mountain in New Mexico. What is the best way and how do they kind of, you know, how do you guys kind of help each person with those hunts? Basically, the best thing to do is just reach out to us at our office and talk to Zach. He can really give you an idea of what is offered, what is available, and what the program is. And it's 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 all very simple. He can lay it out for you, and then we can get you. You know, we can decide what's best for you to. You know, if you want to do a guaranteed tag hunt, lock that in, go into the draw. Um, we can handle all that for you. Um, we've been doing this for a very very long time. And, and once we once we consult with you, and we know what your goals are and what you're looking for, I mean, we we pretty much have you know we have something that fits everyone's you know individual goals. I mean, if you're a trophy hunter, we will steer you in a certain direction with certain hunts. If you're a meat hunter, we've got cow elk hunts that are I mean, as good as it gets. I mean, they're 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 high high kill percentages. So I mean, we kind of have something that fits everyone. It just you need to call us so that we can get an idea of what you're looking for and we can give you an idea of where you need to be headed and how you need to plan because with the way things are right now in the country and in hunting just here in the states i mean you got to start planning out i mean you got to really start planning your schedule what hunts are doing because it's not it's, the, the game has changed i mean it's um the demand is so high right now that there's just not is much availability for landowner tags and guaranteed spots. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Everybody wants to go hunting right now. I think with everybody being locked up and, and you know, what we've gone through in the past year, I mean, everybody just wants to get out and go hunting and they're looking for any opportunity to, to do that. I mean, we, we offer predator and varmint hunts in the spring and summertime on our, on our ranches in New Mexico. That's a great opportunity. If you're, you got kids or family or, or business partners you want to go on a trip with. I mean, you can come out to New Mexico, stay at one of our lodges. We'll take care of you and you can go shoot predators or varmints, you know, in a, you know, nice time of the year when the weather's nice and, um, on private property. So opportunities like that are, are things you should start looking for. Also, if you're just looking to get out, I mean, you don't have to go do an elk hunt or a deer hunt. You can go, you know, go, get on a good private ranch and shoot coyotes or, you know, shoot prairie dogs, do something fun and enjoy yourself. Have you ever seen demand for hunts like what you've seen in say the last six months? 
never. I mean, I've never seen anything, anything like it. I mean, it's uh, it was kind of the perfect storm to to drive everybody domestically, and um, you know, even Mexico. I definitely saw an uptick in people wanting to go to Mexico because Mexico didn't shut down. Um, I mean, it's uh, it it definitely. I feel it's been good for Mexico hunting also, and and you could you could probably give your opinion on that since you run Mexico hunts, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's something we've never seen. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Um, and yeah, the demand for hunting is, is amazing. Um, and people have money to spend. So it's, it's been nothing short of, of amazing for sure. Uh, Tom, let people know how the best way to reach out, best way to follow, and I'll link it up in the show notes as well. Um, you want to, uh, if you're on social media, go follow our Instagram page. It's, it's at black mountain outfitters underscore Inc. Um, that's the best way to kind of see what's going on, uh, you know, on a day to day basis. You can also visit our website. It's bmohunts.com. That's www.bmohunts.com. And you can also just call our office directly. And that number is 602-478-0601. That's 602-478-0601. And you'll talk to Zach there at the office. And then I can also be reached through him. Um, but if you if you call and, and he doesn't answer, just shoot him a text or leave a voicemail. And then one of us will get back to you. Awesome. Tom, as always, great uh, having you on. Uh, God bless, and uh, we'll be chatting at you down the road. Good luck with the, good luck with moisture this uh, su- spring and summer, and we'll be chatting at you uh, down the road and, and watching your success. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. All right, buddy. Thanks.